Blog Talk Radio. We know that quality care for your most precious gift is your highest priority. Worry no more. The Children's School offers early childhood education that counts. We provide a variety of learning activities to enable all of our children to grow and learn at their own pace. We ensure that quality attention is offered to every child. The Children's School provides a stable, fun, and safe learning environment for your child. Located in the Germantown section of Philadelphia, we accept children 6 weeks through 5 years of age. We are open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call us today for a visit at 215-991-1767 or email us at childrenschool.thl at gmail.com. Assalamu alaikum. This is your brother, Seifu Haq, inviting all my brothers and sisters to go check out the Dana Vaduga movie, now available on Vimeo On Demand. That's V-I-M-E-O On Demand for $9.99. And you can also get it on Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, go to Google and type in Vimeo On Demand. Or you can go to Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, the Islamic movie of the year. Please support me. Check it out. Uh, Cover Girls is coming up next, inshallah. Salaam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Love Talk Radio. Thirty-one questions for the Mukminoon. Have you ever cried because of sins you have committed? Inshallah. Did Shaitan ever make you feel like the past can't be repented? Do you really love Allah, or just words that you utter? Do you feel like your innocence has been drained by the gutter? Yes. Can you love sooner and still love to backbite? No. How many days you woke up Muslim and Kafir by night? Allahu If you was on trial for being mukmin, would they have enough evidence to convict you? If you die right now, how long would it take for the Ummah to forget you? Can you answer the questions in the grave, or do you have to study for that test? Allah, I hope so. And what would be the words you utter at the moment of your last breath? What are you prepared to sacrifice for the Sunnah? Did you ever take part in spreading the vicious rumor? If so, how far did it go? How many people really know? On the day of judgment, how many mukmans you going to host? Why are you the last to Juma and the first to leave? Is that an indication of how much you really believe? Why do you say things out of your mouth that's not in your heart? Don't you know mukmans live in the light and kufars live in the dark? How can a month go by and you miss every salat? Where is your desire? Lord, ah, you show for the fire. Muslims and Muslims, fill the Lord for more hopeful dreamer. It's either heaven or hell. Mock me or the Dajel. Allah or Shaitan. 
Blonde girl novels or ayahs of the Holy Quran. Standing on street corners at the end of the block or at the mass shed making salat. You can even listen or turn your head. Because this earth is a paradise for the grateful dead. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Inna lil muttaqina mafaza. Hadaika wa a'naba. Wa kawaiba atraba. Wa ka'san dihaqa. La yasma'una fiha lagwan wala kithaba. Jaza'an min rabbika ata'an hisaba. Rabbis samawati wal ardi wa ma baynahuma rahman La yamlikuna minhu khitaba. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum salam. Brother, you heard the Dean over Dunya show? Dean over Dunya. That sounds familiar. Wait, hold on. Let me think. Dean over Dunya. Dean over Dunya. Yeah. Dean over Dunya show. Y'all heard about that joint. My man hosts that joint. Safe or hot. Mashallah. Mashallah. So you like the joint? I love it. What's your name? Noah. And what they listening to? Dean over Dunya. Assalamu alaikum. Michael Sinead. Dean over Dunya. 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 I am Sasha Aisha, and this is the Dean over Dunya show. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa I'm your host, Sifuha, and you're listening to the Dean over Dunya show. The number one Islamic radio show in America, alhamdulillah. Before we begin, like always, we want to give praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And send salawat upon his Nabi, the Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inshallah, we will have the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And alhamdulillah, nasta'inuhu wa nasta'firuhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori infusana. Wa min sari ali malana. Min yadihi lahu fula mudilala. وَمَنْ يُقْلُوا فَلَا هَادِيَ لَهُ وَأَشْهَدُوا لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَأَشْهَدُوا لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَأَشْهَدُوا أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا أَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَمَّا بَعْدُ Before I begin, I'd like to say all praise belongs to Allah. We seek His aid. We seek His guidance. We seek His help. We seek refuge in Allah from Shaitan and His men. And we seek refuge in Allah from the footprints of Shaitan that will lead us to help and know. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for our sins, our faults, and our errors. And we ask the Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect our friends, our family from the hellfire. Allahumma ameen. And whoever Allah guides, none can lead astray. And whoever Allah leads astray, none can guide. And I be a witness without any hesitation, any compulsion, that is no God but Allah. And I be a witness that the Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is his last prophet and messenger. As what follows, tonight's topic is called Fear Allah. That's it. Fear Allah, fear Allah, fear Allah. And we wanted to speak about this particular topic, on this particular topic, inshallah, because I think it's very important that each and every last Muslim understands that everything 
and Adin begins with Taqwa, Taqila, fear of Allah. If we don't have fear of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, it doesn't even matter because you're going to do what you want to do, you're going to say what you want to say, and you're going to reap the consequences of your actions in this life and the hereafter. In the hadith, the messenger of Allah, وسلم, when he gave a kukbar one particular day, and you know the kukbar is broken down into two two halves. The first half, and then the iman salams out, asks Allah for forgiveness, and then he stands back up and do the second half of the kukbar. One particular uh, hadith says that the messenger of Allah, وسلم, when he finished the first half of the kukbar, when he stood back up after he made dua to Allah for forgiveness, all he said in the second half of the kukbar was taqilah, fear Allah. So he's given us an indication that fear Allah is not just something that we just say effortlessly. It's not something that you just can let it roll off your tongue. It's a belief. It's, it's, it's actions that you're living out. You fear the consequences of your actions if you're doing something wrong. Because you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swift in punishment. One of the ulama says that if you want to have an idea of what taqilah means, then he says you look at a mouse when it come out of the hole. When a mouse come out of the hole, he is tippy-toeing. He is conscious of his, his surroundings. Any, any step, any noise, and he will run back in the hole. Any noise, and he will run back in the hole. He says, that right there, that's taqilah. That's fear of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you should see what the mouse is doing. Because that's giving you an indication of that is taqilah. Fear of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he's saying basically that's how the Muslims should be, that you should be vigilant of your surroundings. You should be vigilant of the things you say, vigilant of your actions, basically vigilant of every single action that you do in life. And then you will have some idea of what taqilah is. And if you have fear of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you're conscious of Allah, then you wouldn't say certain things. You wouldn't react in a certain way. So that's why I did what this show tonight about Tucky Lab, fear of Allah. Because I believe wholeheartedly that a lot of Muslims don't have this, don't have taqwa. And you can see within the actions of the Ummah that a lot of us don't have fear of Allah subhanahu We don't fear the consequences of our actions. We don't fear hellfire. We don't fear punishment in the grave. Because if we did, then certain things we just wouldn't do. Certain things we wouldn't say. This is the reality to it. Until we build up this taqwa in ourselves and our soul, then we're exposed to a lot of the faults that we're going to, the punishments that we're going to receive in the grave and on their judgment. One of the ways you can build up taqwa is fasting. Uh, the Messenger of Allah, so that some say fasting is prescribed for you because it will increase your taqwa, your fear of Allah. Basically, it will help you control yourself. That's the purpose of fasting, help you control your nafs. 
your desires. Because if you can control your eating habit, then everything else is easy. But if you can't control your eating habit, then that is the fuel for everything else. So basically, fasting increases taqwa. So you should try to fast the minimum twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, hopefully in the summertime, because that's the hardest fast, because it's the most hours. But now, uh, during the, uh, the, the the night, you should st- you should start now, inshallah. Volunteering fast, because you shouldn't have to wait till every year when you fast on the month of Ramadan, and you know to gain talk. Well, you should do it constantly every week. And if you if you can if you can do more, then you should fast every other day. The, the fast of Dawood. but that is that is a serious fast until you gain talk. Well, not until. You know, forever, that's not feasible for most people to do. But if you want to increase your taqwa, you want to increase your fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is what I recommend that you should do. Because in America, you don't have any consequences to your actions as an ummah in, 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 in Islam. Like in Saudi Arabia, there's consequences for Muslims' actions. Like if you backbite in Saudi Arabia, you can get slashed, whipped. You can get a hundred lashes for fornicating. You can get uh, for for slander. You can get whipped. It's punishment for your actions. You see what I'm saying? Like you can't say what you want to say. You can't wear what you want to wear. You can't go where you want to go, because as the Islamic society and some forms of the Sharia is established. But in America, you're not subject to Islamic laws. You can basically do whatever you want to do under the sun because everything is permissible according to the government of America because they don't recognize Islamic government. So that doesn't even apply. But you, if you fear a loss of penalty island, there's certain things you won't do. And the problem is, if you don't have the Sharia, to make people fear law, because that's the law of the law, then it's going to be total chaos, which is you, what you have. See, the Sharia, the Islamic law, was established for the, the, the regular everyday people. It was not established for the mukmin, because the mukmin is going to have taqwa, no matter if he's in the depths of darkness, he's going to fear law. If he's in Alaska, he's going to fear law. It don't matter where he is, he's going to always fear law supplement the island. So the Sharia was not established for the Mukmen. The Sharia was established for, you know, the everyday per- person who basically are not on the level of a believer. It is basically Muslim. You know, if you see somebody who get whipped publicly for backbiting, you're going to be very cautious in backbiting. If you see somebody get whipped publicly for fornicating, you're not going to fornicate. If you see the thief who 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 robs someone get his hand chopped off, you're not going to steal things. You're going to learn to control yourself because you're going to fear the law of the law. Even if you don't fear a law, you're going to fear the law of the law. The punishment of the law is the law, the Sharia. So since that basic element of the Sharia has been taken away from the, the Muslim Ummah, then you see people who don't have taqwa. This is evident every day where you go turn your phone on and look on Instagram and Facebook and you see brothers posting pictures inside of the, the, the bar 
for alcohol. They don't have no fear of the law. It doesn't matter to them who sees what because nothing is going to happen. There's no punishment for their action. There's no consequences, so they can do whatever they want to do. See, the worst Muslim in the set of a law of penalty island is one who exposes his own faults when the law of penalty island covers them. So we are in dangerous times when everything goes. Everything. The sister who was covering a week ago don't cover right now because there's no consequences to her actions. She don't care. So that's just, that's just, that's like a, a child who keeps getting suspended from school and there's no consequences to his actions when he go home. He don't get on punishment. His mother and his father don't say anything to him. So what's going to prevent him from being bad? What's going to motivate him to do good? Nothing. So that's the problem. We are in the Ummah, and we don't have consequences for our actions because the majority of the people are not Mukmen, they're not believers. They don't truly believe because if they did, then they would have fear of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, without the consequences of the Sharia. They would just fear Allah because they believe in Allah and they want His punishment and they want His, his reward and they fear His punishment just for sheer belief. But the reality to it is Allah says in the Quran, He says, Islam is difficult. Except for those who know without a shadow of a doubt that they will meet Allah's penalty island on the day of judgment, then Islam becomes a, a bit easier. That's when it becomes easy when a person knows. So if you know tomorrow that you're gonna meet the president without a shadow of a doubt, you're gonna be you're gonna have some type of fear. You're gonna be uh, anxious, you're going to be nervous because you're going to meet the president of the United States tomorrow. But if you don't truly believe you're going to do it, then you're not going to be fair. You know, it, it don't matter. That's the problem. The average everyday Muslim have lost taqwa. To say fear Allah, it means nothing. Is the word that that's a hollow slogan to the majority of the people. I'm talking about. 80% of the people, 80%, maybe more than that. We're dealing with some serious situations. It's very serious. So tonight's show is about fear of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and how to increase fear of Allah. How do you uh, increase the taqwa within your soul? How do you increase the taqwa within your nest? Fasting. That's recommended fasting. Number two, make prayer in its appointed time. Meaning that if Isha comes in at 840, then make Isha at 840. Don't delay the prayer and make it 950. Make prayer on time, every day, all day. That's the first thing you should do if you can't fast. Because in, in, in the second thing that I recommend that if you can't, if you are able to make the prayer, then make it at the masjid as often as possible. Every day, if possible. Every day, if possible. If you can make prayer in the masjid every day, then do that. Start with that. Because that will increase your, your taqwa of a loss of penalty island. The Imam Ghazali said that a person who 
believe he believes in the law, but he don't do actions, then he is he said that is um what he said well that, that is uh, a person who's who's foolish. He believe in the law, yeah, he won't pray. Then that's a person who is foolish. But a person who prays to a law and he don't believe in the law, then he is insane. He is insane. Because why are you praying if you don't believe? And this is the problem. A lot of people are praying to a law. They're making salat, but there's nothing in their salat. It doesn't benefit them because they're not truly praying. They're not, they have no hushur in their salat. They have no no assure me that they have no no uh, concentration in their salat. Every every word is not Bismillah Rahman Rahim in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Rahman Rahim. Praise be to Allah, Lord and Cherish of the worlds, the most gracious, the most merciful. And every ayah is like that. They're constantly thinking about what the law is saying, what the law means. But now, when the average Muslim prays, he's thinking about the eagles, thinking about the sixes, he's thinking about the electric bill. The person who just pissed him up, he has no assurance of salat. So therefore, he gets nothing out of the salat. So he's just making prayer just to say he made prayer, but there's nothing about his prayer that's going to benefit him in this life or the hereafter. So that's why he said making prayer without belief is insanity. But to believe in Allah, have true iman and not pray, that's that's like crazy. Foolishness. Like we have to really get it together because this is serious. This is we are the last day in time. Like this is not a game. This is not a joke. This is reality. And to each and every last Muslim understands the how vital their Islam is, then a lot of people will see the fire. A lot of us will see the fire. And it's a shame that that's going to be the outcome, but it's reality. Why? Because we're living in a time where you don't have good friends that's telling you to fear law. There's not a lot of good companions out there that's telling you to fear law. We live in a time where sisterhood doesn't exist. Sisterhood only exists amongst a group of like maybe three sisters. They have like a clique. And not saying that they good sisters, that's just they're familiar with them. They roll together, they all into the same thing. Brotherhood doesn't exist. People, people, Muslim, they don't, we don't even possess a basic fundamental quality to say that we are part of the humanity experience. What do I mean? What do I mean by that? That a person can walk past a homeless person on the street every day, seven days a week, 24 hours. 30 days a month, 365 days a year, and it doesn't bother them. It doesn't, like, it doesn't make them think or have some type of compassion for that individual. A person can see their family member in the street and want to lift the finger to help them. So we don't even possess the basic 
qualities that make us human beings. See, there was there was this video where um, a baby dog, the mother died giving birth to the dog, but the lion, the female lioness, took the dog and nursed the dog. Didn't kill it, it nursed the dog. And when another animal tried to attack the dog, it defended the dog. What is that? That right there is compassion that that animal possessed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave that animal that, that compassion, that ability. We don't even have that. We're losing the very thing that's making us human. We're losing that. Think about that. Most Muslims... They were investing their pets more than they were investing in Muslim brothers and sisters. They care more about the dog or the cat that they possess in their household than they care about their brother and sister. Why? Because they make sure that their dog eats. They make sure that their animals eat. But they don't care that their sister or their brother didn't have a bite to eat. That doesn't bother them. They don't care about that. That doesn't cross their mind. This is the level that we're functioning on. And it's getting worse. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. Think about that. Something is wrong. Why we don't have Tukwa? Why we don't have Tukwa? Why Tukwa has disappeared? Our fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has disappeared. There's an ayah in the Quran that the majority of us should be very scared of. It is an ayah in Surah 74. And when you get a chance, look it up. There's a conversation between the people in the hellfire and the people in paradise. And the people in paradise ask the people in the hellfire. They ask them, what led you to this awful burning? Why are you in hellfire? What happened? They said was that we didn't pray. That's the first thing they said. We didn't make salat. Nor did we feed the poor. We make a lot, nor did we feed the poor. But we used to stand around all day and talk vanity with the vain talkers. And we denied the day of judgment. So they had they had four things. They didn't make a lot. They didn't feed the poor. They stood around all day and talk vanity, everything under the sun except the longest messenger. And they denied the day of judgment. And then they said, all of a sudden until the hour came upon us, meaning death. So who are they talking to? They're talking to Muslims because we are charged with making the salat. We are charged with feeding the poor. We are charged with remembering the law. We are charged with believing in the day of judgment. And they deny all of that because you have to ask yourself, how can a Muslim deny the day of judgment? By the actions of a person don't pray for an entire year, he can't or she can't believe in the day of judgment. If a person lives with someone who is not their husband and they fornicate with them, Every day, they can't believe in the day of judgment. They have no concept of what the day of judgment means. They don't fear the punishment of the law. They don't fear the punishment of the grave. These things to them are like gnats. They're nuisance to them. Like the monafic is like they, they see their sins like a fly. They swat them. But the, 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 the believer sees his sins like a mountain or avalanche is about to collapse on him. This is reality. This is the state that we're in. Fear of Allah, there's not too many Muslims that fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
There's not so many Muslims that are going to say, you know what, sister, I'm not going to backbite that sister. I feel lost. Tucky left. There's not there's not too many Muslims that are going to tell the other Muslims, Tucky left. Don't smoke that weed in public. You got a chemo, sister. Tucky left. Don't smoke that, that blunt out or drink that beer out in the, in the, in the public, brother. So, fear Allah. Not too many people that's going to do that. This is a Saturday night. Do you know how many Muslims are in the bar right now? As we, as me and you talk, do you know how many long beard Sunni Likiat brothers in the bar? Pants above their ankles. See, this is what kills me. They believe that if their pants is above their ankles, they're following the sooner. But they have a, a they have something in their hand that the moment this this liquid go down their throat, their iman leaves their body. While they're in this bar, they are kufar. While they're drinking, they're kufar. The message of Allah, so that some say that if you drink alcohol and your iman leaves your body. And you ask Allah to forgive you, he will forgive you the first time. He says, if you drink alcohol and you ask Allah to forgive you a second time, he will forgive you. He says, if you do it the third time and ask Allah to forgive you, he will, he will forgive you. But if you drink alcohol again after that and ask Allah to forgive you, he won't forgive you. What do he mean by that? One of the scholars said that you should be very careful that every time you drink alcohol, your iman leaves your body, that Allah may not replace your iman, put it back in your body. You should be very scary of that. That every time you drink, your iman leaves your body and hovers over your head. He says you be, should be very scary that the law may not put the iman back into your body no more. Meaning that you are a kufar and you no longer believe in Islam. Inwardly. That's why maybe when the messenger of law says when you ask for forgiveness a fourth time after you drink it, he won't forgive you. This is not a game. This is not a joke. It's like people are like having their pants above their ankles and presses the loss of penalty island. And following the sooner but yeah, you're drinking alcohol. What do how do that put an impression on your heart, your clothing, where you have your clothing at? That has an impression over your heart. But following the rules of Islam and making and pleasing the law doesn't. Think about that. That's the state that we are in. That's that's the that's the Ummah. Right there. We have to remember that. The life that we're living, or we fear a loss of penitentiary when we're on our jobs, when we clock in the job. Are we the best employee that we can be because we fear a law? Even if the boss not there, we're going to do our job because this is what I'm getting paid to do. So I have in the manner to do my job for the pleasure of a law because I'm getting paid to. Or do we cheat the clock to the best of our ability? These are the things that Talk to you means. This is what fear of Allah means. That even if your boss not there, you still want to do your job because you are a Muslim and you're representing Islam and you're getting paid to do that service. We have to really think about these things because this is dangerous times that we're living in. This is the time when the messenger of Allah so that someone said a Muslim will wake up a believer and go to sleep a kufar. Wake up a believer and go to sleep a kufar. Some people are not even Muslim, don't even don't even realize. Don't even dig it. It's a panel. 
We'll take a quick commercial break, inshallah. I'll play the scene from the movie, Dean of Dunya, inshallah. Please go support the movie of Vimeo On Demand, V-I-M-E-L, On Demand, inshallah. Salaam alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Salaam alaykum. Mom, so how you been? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. You know, I was I was glad to hear that you wanted to have a little have a little meet with me, inshallah. I did. That's why I got the security over here. I mean, so we want to be alone, have a third party. I'm doing that. Uh, so, uh, what you looking for in a husband? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm pretty much looking for what almost any woman is looking for. You know, uh, I believe most sisters are looking for a protector, a provider. Um, someone who's going to come home at night, and most important, someone who's going to hold my hand and walk me through the gates of paradise. Hey, that's wrong. Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum. Hey, how y'all know we was Muslim? Look at your leg, y'all. You bet. Yeah. 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 And we don't see y'all around the mass theaters, but... Hey, man, I ain't even been going to the mass theaters lately, man. man. We just Stop been out here. I got you all on your dinner, and I ain't on mine. Assalamu alaikum. This is your brother, Seifu Haq, inviting all my brothers and sisters to go check out the Dino Vaduga movie. Now available on Vimeo On Demand. That's V-I-M-E-O On Demand for $9.99. And you can also get it on Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, go to Google and type in Vimeo On Demand. Or you can go to Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, the Islamic movie of the year. Please. Because the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, says anyone who invites towards an action, he, he shares benefit in the action, whether it's good or bad. Anyone who invites towards an action, a good deed or a bad deed, he shares the half of that deed. So if, you, if I knock on your door while you're watching TV and I says, Brother Fulani, let's go steal this car. And you come with me. You receive an evil action because you followed me. I received two because I invited you. So if you willfully take your clothes off before the people on my space and openly commit the haram before all imams, all the scholars, all the common people, then know that anyone that look at your page is committing a sin because they didn't lower their gaze. But you're committing two sins for every single person that look at your page. So if your page had 100 views today and 100 people looked at your page and fornicated with the eyes on your pictures, that is 200 sins for you for that one day. So multiply that from that one day you post that picture to the day of Yom Mikiyoma. Even if you cover and wear any car from head to toe and you got pictures on your MySpace, this is my cool far days. Even that's going to be held accountable on the day of judgment for people who look at that. They didn't lower their gaze. We have to understand that if you're a person who can't uphold the Sharia, if you're a person that's too weak to fulfill the, con- the condition of being a Muslim, then maybe Facebook ain't for you. Maybe MySpace ain't for you. Maybe the Internet entirely is not for you. Maybe you should pick something else. Read a book. Read the Quran. Because obviously you can't conduct yourself in an orderly fashion and you are disgracing Islam. And that's going to take you to the hellfire quicker than any of your actions. We are witnesses of mankind. 
and the prophets and the messengers are witnesses over us. But if your actions is no better than the Kufars, where would that lead you on the day of judgment? When Aisha was asked the question by Yazid ibn Yunus and the hadith of Al-Azab al by Imam Bukhari, they said we went to Aisha and we said, Oh, um, Al-Mukmanina, O mother of the believers, what was the character of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi She replied that his character was the Quran. So can you read the surah uh, entitled The Believers? She said, recite. And they recited. And it says, It is the believers who are successful. Those who humble in their prayers. Those who turn away from worthless talk. Those who are active in deeds of charity. And those who guard their private parts. Then Aisha went on to say, That was the character of the Messenger of Allah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is it. Those five ayahs was the, the character of the Messenger of Allah. He didn't backbite. He avoided vain talk. Meaning if you see a congregation of people talking worthless talk, then you avoid that. Because when you post haram things on Facebook and you have friends that see your status, you don't even got to wait to the day of judgment before Allah brings to you everything that you spoke. Just look at all your statuses before today. Look at all your statuses because they all saved on the Facebook computer. Anyone that comes to your Facebook and look at all your statuses, even if you repent to a lost penalty island and you made amends for your sins, all your statuses is up there. They're all written down. All of those things are written down. So, MashaAllah, today's show is called Facebook and MySpace Fitness. But it's not only Facebook and MySpace, it's the internet entirely. Because we have Muslims that are conducting themselves in an uncontrollable fashion on Facebook and MySpace. Unbelievable. All the backbiting is going on. All the slandering. All the, the, the open sins. All of the open sins. All of the people that want to expose other Muslims' faults. Know for a surety that Allah says, if a Muslim committed sin and he repented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he's, he's, he regretted what he did and he repented to Allah but only you knew about that sin you knew about that sin that Muslim committed you may have seen him or seen her coming out of the strip bar 2 o'clock in the morning nobody's seen it but you've seen it you might have seen her coming from a fornication hotel with a brother you might have seen nobody else seen it but you and that person felt bad and repented to Allah and Allah accepted their repentance but you go around broadcasting that person's sin. Well, I seen such and such, and I seen her do this, and I seen the brother do this, and you broadcasting it for the whole world to see. Note that the law says that he will not let you die. You will not leave this earth. You will not go to your grave, and you will not exhale your last breath of oxygen until Allah make you commit that same sin. So be careful who you're trying to expose. Be very careful who you're trying to expose because the law will not let you die until you commit that same sin. Assalamu alaikum, welcome to Allah, barakatuh. I'm your host, Seifu Haq. You're listening to the Dean of Adunia show, the number one Islamic radio show in America. Alhamdulillah, we are live. Um, 
Alhamdulillah, we're going to end the show so everybody can get back to their families, inshallah. And we will have another show tomorrow. If it pleases the law, September to Isla. Well, not tomorrow. We will have another show Monday to give you a break from us talking too much. Um, may Allah subhanahu bless all of the homeless people with food, shelter. And may Allah subhanahu forgive us for our sins, our faults, and our errors. Bless us with the highest level for those Allah who are and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to answer the questions in the grave of Mukar and not care and make hellfire halal for us and paradise halal for Allah. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sabihi wa salam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Love Talk Radio.